The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo Mabete on SAFM. Yeah, we are back. SAFM is where you're at, 2039. Our next guest provides useful insights for graduates with mental health conditions who are entering the workplace, as well as offering strategies for employers to cultivate a supportive company culture around mental health. In a recently published article, she reflects on how we can change the way we think and speak about mental health conditions, certainly beyond the workplace. She started the Work Well Workplace Mental Health Program as a commitment to fighting mental health stigma in the workplace, and so we can all work to shift the narrative through her work. The program was inspired by her own diagnosis with ADHD, depression and anxiety. Subsequently, she shares that it has been terrible and rather she shares that it was terrible and she could not share with her boss and other colleagues as to why she was not on top of things and why her work quality was as a result deteriorating. And then she began to think about how many other people were like her, possibly struggling with mental health in the workplace, but felt they could not open up just like her because of the stigma or feeling like their workplaces were not as supportive. And no truer a word has been spoken. Nothing is a better teacher than experience. Letabo Segela, you know all about that. Good evening. Thanks for your time. Good evening, Sanyezo, and good evening to your listeners. Um, Thank you for the opportunity. I can imagine you dreaded the idea of your alarm ringing because you knew exactly what it signaled. (laughs) You have no idea what was going through my head this entire day leading up to this. Um, But yeah, we're here now. We are here. Walk Uh us through, please, your journey from experiencing whatever it was that you were experiencing that led to the diagnosis and then living and dealing with the diagnosis while still being in a workplace that for the most part was not receptive and or understanding and or welcoming of the condition that you were in mentally. Just walk us through that step, the journey, the trials, the tribulations, the responses or lack of from people who you were hoping would respond I'm really asking this, and it could potentially be personal, so that I want this story to touch people who could very well be the Letabos of the world, but only those many days or months or years back to when you were there. Absolutely. Um, so, Songhezo, I, in 2019, um, I had a breakdown of thoughts um, where I was just completely losing control of, um, of my work. I just felt like I was... Um, not responding to to emails in a timeless manner. Um, I was struggling with the most, um, I would say, basic work tasks, you know, and I mean, responding to an email should somewhat be a basic task, right? Um, So things like that. And also um, putting off assignments till the very last minute, sometimes not even delivering on those assignments. So you can imagine um, in a work environment, um, you come across as someone who lacks commitment, you come across as someone who is not um, dedicated to their work, who is lazy, uh, basically. And um, at the back of my mind, I always thought, you know what, this organization hired me for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the, the perfect candidate for this job. And what is actually happening to me? You know, and then that's when I decided to to um, seek the help of a psychiatrist. I checked myself into a psychiatric clinic and just to check in really with what was really going on with me. Um, I had suspected depression, a bit of anxiety, 
um, because I could see how edgy I would get at work. Um, and also just days on the end of just struggling literally to get out of bed. My mind was just not allowing me to get out of bed every day and go to work. It was a constant uphill struggle. Um, those are very basic things that, you know, I mean, uh, most people are able to easily do on a day-to-day basis. And for me, they just became a huge struggle. And um, eventually the psychologist, the depression was, the, di- the, the depression diagnosis didn't come as much of a shock. I'd already been kind of researching symptoms and I kind of knew and I had been battling depression um, for some time. So it was fully uh, properly diagnosed formally. And then the ADHD one came and that one just really, <laughs> you can imagine, mm, ADHD, I can't. we've come to, we've come to um, kind of equate it with, um, you know, toddlers and, 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 and young kids who are just, uncontrollable, who are bouncing off the walls, super energetic, you can't get them to sit still and focus. So I thought to myself, I asked psychiatrist, I'm like, well, I'm 30 years old, how could I possibly have ADHD? ADHD, of course, is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder for those who are just struggling with the acronym. Carry on, please. No, thank you for that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And um, the psychiatrist began to walk me through some of you know, the ways that adult ADHD can manifest in the workplace. And it all just added up to me. And it was a huge breakthrough because I was able to understand the putting off tasks. I was able to understand the not reading of emails, the delusion or the illusion of having sufficient time when you don't. And that's what led to the procrastination um, and just understanding how my brain basically functions and to say it's, a, it's an issue of of brain functioning and brain structure. It's a, it's a biological thing, you know. You're not pretending, um, you're not lazy. Um, so it was a huge breakthrough for me. And then from that, that really is what kind of inspired me to begin to do a little bit more research about mental health at work. How are other professionals dealing with a diagnosis? How are other professionals dealing with some of, you know, um, symptoms that are symptomatic of common mental health conditions like depression. Who do they talk to? How do they navigate work or parenting um, and and everything else in life while they're also dealing with their mental health conditions? And that's what basically WorkWell was born out of. Um, Yeah. And I think for me, the biggest thing was just listening to the language that is being used with mental health even in my own work environment, um, where people make reference to, you know, so-and-so lost their mind, so-and-so can't handle the pressure, so-and-so is bipolar, so-and-so is schizo, you know, where the mental health conditions become used as adjectives um, that also undermines the seriousness of these conditions. So I think that stigma as well is what would discourage me from disclosing. Mm -hmm. And I did um, gather some courage and disclose to a particular colleague and her response is also very indifferent, you know? And then I begin to also understand that sometimes organizations are not, um, they're kind of reluctant to have this conversation or even encourage open dialogue around mental health because they don't know how to respond. They haven't been trained to respond. So um, 
even the disclosure can seem as a you know futile exercise because the people you're disclosing to haven't been trained accordingly on how to manage um, psychological health and safety issues at work. So yeah, that's just basically my my journey. Yeah, it's heavy. I'm going to use this opportunity just to teach before we talk about the organization and its programs and how it's helping many other Letabos out there. Yeah. I could ask a question to you because I'm trying to extract information and I could easily offend by the kind of language that I use, which for somebody in your position is offensive. But because I have no relation, certainly not firsthand relation with mental illness, mental wealth, mental health. I would then be offending. I don't imagine I'm the only person who might find oneself in this position, especially those who are in the workplace and who give it adjectives instead of simply saying there's a condition called mental health or mental illness and people suffer from it like any other disease stroke condition. Mm -hmm. How do we adopt a culture of using the correct language or put differently, what is the correct language in the workplace, in the social scenes and circles, even in the family setup, when we yeah. talk to people with mental health challenges or when we talk about mental health challenges? Yeah. I think just to go back to what I'd said, um, the best way to cultivate a culture in the workplace that um, encourages the use of language that is unstigmatizing non-judgmental is to watch yourself you know as colleagues as seniors on how you talk about mental health in general at work so the big thing for me has really been um the issue of adjectives um you know we refer to someone who has you know mood swings at work as being bipolar uh since so bipolar and someone who's really organized we refer to them as so and so so ocd you know, and that almost, as I'm saying, it, it, it really trivializes and also it creates a stigma around mental health. So because you, you recognize the negative, even the negative um, connotations of those adjectives of schizo and bipolar and um, OCD, when you do actually, ha- when you are actually diagnosed with those conditions, it becomes difficult to talk about them because you're seeing how they're, um, how they are trivialized in the workplace, and also how they are, um, you know, basically not even helpful in trying to in trying to destigmatize mental health um, at work. I would say really is to watch ourselves and how we use those terms, um, those diagnosable mental health conditions in the workplace. We are talking to Ms. Letabo Segela, founder WorkWell Workplace Mental Health Program. She was once diagnosed with ADHD, depression and anxiety. She did not let that break her down. If anything, she used that as starting blocks to be the voice of reason in the workplace that was devoid of the necessary apathy or apathy. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that word, but she was that voice of reason where there was an absence of apathy. More importantly, she is using her experience to not be the experience of the next person because she has since founded WorkWell Workplace Mental Health Program. Do give us a call very shortly, double Johannesburg 714-2006, if you want to participate. Let's talk about the organization you have since founded, who your clients are, what are you working with, what are some of the revelations that you have dealt with that, although you thought you had seen it all, suddenly you hadn't seen it all because there are other persons who have 
their own unique experiences in their journeys towards mental health? Mm-hmm. Um, so the organization was born out of the, the realization that currently um, the approach to mental health in the workplace is very centered around what the individual employee can do, you know, um, strike a good work-life balance, you know, exercise more, do more yoga, practice mindfulness. So we are really um, centered around what individuals can do. So WorkWell is really saying to organizations, we need to remove the responsibility um, solely from um, individual employees and begin to look at what is it that the organization can do to create a supportive culture on mental health and also what is it that the organization can do to create psychologically um, safe and healthy workplaces. I think when it comes to occupational health and safety, we've done pretty well when it comes to minimizing physical injuries and physical health hazards in the workplace. But what about psychological hazards in the workplace? Um, at long working hours, um, the lady from PwC was talking about how um, one of the top 12 um, preference, um, workplace preferences, uh, flexible work hours, the flexible schedule work and work and time. Um, this for me alludes to the, the need for individuals to take control of their work, their roles, what they do, how they do it, when they do it. Because the, you know, not having control of your time, not having control of your role and how you execute it is one of the major psychological, um, health and safety risks or psychological hazards in the workplace. So what we do essentially at WorkWell is to help organizations to prevent um, psychological health hazards in the workplace. We help you to identify what are those aspects of the job itself, the aspects of the work environment itself that can be breeding ground for um, you know, anxiety disorder, depression, etc. And also once you've identified that a particular person has or is presenting with a potential mental health condition, um, how do you intervene early to ensure it does not escalate? Um, because what you don't want is a break in production. Because once an individual is like full-blown, anxious, depressed, there is an interruption in the in, in productivity in the workplace. So you quickly want to be able to, to deal with that as soon as possible and assist that employee. And lastly, we deal with return to work um, so once someone has been diagnosed and has to spend a particular time in recovery at a, at a clinic or at home, when they come back from work, organizations need to have a return to work plan and work well assist with that um, in the sense that a return to work plan is not just an interview of, oh, what happened and how are you feeling now? It's good to have you back. It's really about how can the organization prevent that from happening again? How do we prevent the relapse? How do we prevent the breakdown? What is it about your role description? Obviously, um, you don't want to alter the role description in a way that it affects the core functions. Ultimately, you want people to still um, honor their commitments to the company and um, be able to deliver on the core aspects of the job. So the return to work policy will look at maybe the non-core aspects and say, maybe we can give it to a junior staff member or an intern and you focus on the core aspects. So return to work, Mm. early intervention, prevention of mental health or psychological injuries in the workplace. And obviously at the most basic level, we do mental health literacy. Uh, What does bipolar disorder look like in the workplace? I think 
currently the approach to mental health is a very blanket approach. So as work well, we are saying, you know, um, we can't have a blanket approach to mental health conditions. There's bipolar uh, disorder, there is depression, there is anxiety, there is schizophrenia, a whole range of mental health disorders that present themselves differently in the workplace. So when you're educated enough to identify those signs, you are able to respond in an appropriate way that is specific to a particular condition. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your voice, your experience, and more than that, your courage and contribution to society. Ms. Leta Bosegela, founder, WorkWell Workplace Mental Health Program. All the best in your endeavors. Thank you so much, Sonia. Truly appreciate it. Mental health in the workplace, not to be taken for granted. And where it does find itself in the workplace, we all have an obligation and responsibility to be kind. 2055.